What up, everybody? Uh, it was... I wouldn't even say an off night for the Jazz. I th I think the... <laughs> yeah, the, the stats that stand out are obviously the fast break points and the second... Uh, the second chance points, which we mentioned in the pregame, we thought was going to happen. Uh, if you guys want to speak, uh, request to speak, and I'll let you get, or I'll get to you in just a second. But I, I was starting to get super negative watching this game. Um, and there's, I'll get to the negative stuff for sure. Don't worry about that. But I would like to point out the positive. And to me, the positive is Colin Sexton. Um, obviously he's not enough for us to win the game, but he's figuring it out. He he's figuring out how to run the team and see his teammates. He, he got another seven assists. Uh, Jordan Clarkson actually led the team with 10 assists and he was one of a few players that was positive in the plus minus. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hit hard on the plus minus tonight because, uh, it pretty much proves my point on my negative stuff. Uh, Armani, what's up? Give me just a second. I'll get to you guys. As far as Sexton goes, he gets, let me see, shoots 50% from three in the field, um, 13 points, seven assists, and one steal, one rebound. He could He could get more rebounds, but... You know, we're not expecting Colin Sexton to be a huge rebounder for us. Um, really, the the turning point in the game is when Clay Thompson, for me, just kind of felt like, yeah, we we have no chances. When Clay when uh, I need to slow down. When Clay Thompson started hitting his threes, and uh, a lot of it was Olenek getting switched. They were targeting Olenek almost the entire time. Can't hear you. Can you guys hear me? Everyone isn't. So when I hit mute everyone, does that mean I'm muted too? Shouldn't mean that. Oh, weird. Okay, so I was hitting You're on... Good. No, yeah. Could you guys hear me that whole time? Yeah, it was fine. Oh, okay. Um. So... Colin Sexton, I feel like with Mike Conley out, obviously Mike Conley's probably not coming back till what? I would say at least two weeks, more likely Christmas, New Year's time. Um, so we've got to figure out the the next point guard, and I think that's Sexton. Uh, we've gone back and forth between THT and Sexton. It's really confusing why THT last game had only got 11 minutes and only 12 uh, Obviously, he did not shoot good tonight, um, but I feel like he can do other things. He he had a few turnovers that hurt us. Uh, oh, no, he only had one, but it was that kick to the corner that was like a telegraph pass. Took He took only five shots from the field, four from the three, didn't make anything. Um, so he had a rough night, but I uh, felt like he was he had a good game and was kind of coming into his own and then just hasn't had the chance even with Sexton having that really bad game. Um and Walker Kessler, like uh I've been hitting on this all season, it feels like, and to me it was okay, Olinux maybe the better person and we've we've had the the debate, well, you know, we can give him time to develop, but to me it's not even to that point anymore. It's just he's the better player. He's the better player. He gives you a better chance to win than Olenek. Um, and even, you know, Olenek was close to being our leading scorer, but he just gives up so much defensively. Um, he's not good at switching on the pick and rolls. He's undersized. He doesn't rebound. Uh, he just gives up way too much. And he led in the plus minus at negative 19. So it. It's proof that he just he gives up way much, way more than he actually does on offense. Um, and with Ke with Walker Kessler in, I mean, if you guys notice, we had Walker. Ke I really love Walker Kessler and Lowry together because it clogs the paint and it makes guards think 
There's a time Jordan Poole drove at Kessler. He made the basket, but he didn't know quite what to do. He hesitated, and he, he eventually hit like a little jump shot just inside the the uh, free throw line. And I, th- I believe if you give that play to Walker Kessler over and over, he's going to learn how to be able to guard that. Um, hang on, guys. I'll get to your request in just a second. Thanks for joining. Um, but the other thing is it's a lot like Gobert where it, it allows more room for the guards to work if he's inside. And it's an easy lob. Colin Sexton had an easy lob to him tonight, which was very impressive. And then Colin Sexton almost had a similar play where you thought, oh, he he can definitely throw the lob. But he had a little teardrop that he made. So that was two plays that remind me of Mike Conley and also gave me the hope that I'm talking about with Colin Sexton. Like he's actually getting it, uh, the point guard position. Jordan Clarkson... Uh, this will be my last point, and then then I'll pass it over to somebody else. Just he doesn't look like himself, man. He's fumbling the ball, uh, even when he's just catching the ball, he looks mad, like forcing things. And for the first time uh, this season, I thought J- Clarkson just needs to be benched. He needs to just like cool off, watch the game, and maybe that will will get him to realize like what's happening. He he. And we talked about this last podcast. He just looks like he feels the pressure of being one of the main guys that needs to score. And uh, he's honestly better when he's slowing down, calm and cool and collected. Benched, Calvin says. Yeah, yeah, he needed to be benched tonight. Um, And the other positive was Nikhil Alexander-Walker. It was really surprising seeing him finish the game. Um. But I'm glad he did. Like I thought he played better than THT tonight. I thought he had some defensive plays that were good. He had three steals, six assists, five rebounds, uh, eight points. Like he was, he was really efficient tonight. Uh, he only shot 27, percent missed all his threes. But it, it with the momentum and the feel of the game, um, I actually like that. I I would have rather my my favorite lineup of this entire team is Sexton, Clarkson, Beasley, Markinen, and Kessler. Like and if you noticed when we had Kessler in with Lowry, those were the two times we one took a one point lead, but also were the closest. And as soon as Vanderbilt and Orlinic came in, those are when the leads blew up the most. And it shows by the plus minus. Kelly Olinick's plus minus negative nineteen Vanderbilt's plus minus negative 13. So if you take out Taylor Horton Tucker, who only played 12 minutes, I'm not even going to count that. Those two are leading in the plus minus. And it's, it's obvious to me. I hope coach catches on to it. I, I, I can deal with a because he hits threes and like he tries as hard as he can. He's not very athletic, but Vanderbilt's body language just drives me insane. Like he's always he's always right next to the player. He he doesn't know where to be help defense. He's I've coached junior jazz. I've coached junior high. I've coached high school basketball, and he's one of those kids that like no matter what you tell them, they just don't get the game. They don't understand where to be on the court where the ball is in a certain spot, um, and that that really 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 hurts us. Uh, defensively with Vanderbilt, even even offensively, he doesn't know where to be in rebounding position. So um, I'm going to pass the time over to the first one was Utah as <laughs> uh, I'm going to let you go first and then request these other guys. So go ahead. You got to mute yourself, though. If you're talking. If not, I'll go. I'll go to Kevin next. Kevin, we'll go to you since you're ready to go. Yo, um, man, I think you're being way too harsh. I really do. No, 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 I, no. No, hear me out. Hear me out. I will, but I'm not. <laughs> I've been telling you since the beginning of the season that these first 10, 12 games. Oh, I gotta cut like, you off. Coach is talking. Sorry. Oh, you. Will. I'll give it back to you. I promise.
25% on 44 three-point attempts, which, you know, puts a lot of pressure on you um, in the game, especially in transition against that team. That's a lot of long rebounds that they're running out with. Um, you know, but I thought our guys re-centered themselves after the first quarter. We ended up winning quarters two, three, and four. Um, that chunk of time, we won the game. So, um, you know, the Warriors have historically been a very, you know, a very good team starting the game, starting the third quarter. Um, they they made a lot of timely shots. Um, obviously, Steph and, and Clay finding threes in transition really hurt us tonight. But um, I think for the most part, especially on the offensive end, we played the way we wanted to play. And if you shoot 25% from three, it, it puts a lot of pressure on you. So, um, you know, credit to the Warriors. They played better than us. And big game tomorrow. Is it at all difficult to keep the positive vibe of the going of the of the team going, given the shooting percentages you just mentioned, and then you know, kind of having lost the last three in a row? I guess. I don't think so. I think it's just about keeping perspective on what's important to us. Um, you know, how you play is more important than the individual result. Obviously, we want to win every game, but um, over the course of eighty-two games. There is some variance, especially in shooting. And, you know, we're a team that shoots a lot of threes, and so there are going to be some nights where you just don't make them um, for whatever the reasons are. Um, and so I think it's just about us as a team staying focused on the right things. Um, you can get caught up in, yeah, we lost the game. Um, you know, we played a good team, and they played a good game, and we did not shoot the ball very well. Um, so it's really about us, you know, watching the film and staying focused on the things that we can control. And, you know, I, I believe in our group and our shooting. And I think that, you know, we've shown, especially early in the season, that if we get off 44 threes, I expect us to make more than 11 on most nights. One aspect uh, was the defensive rebounding and the second chance points they got. Mm -hmm. What did you see in that particular part of the game? And especially, what do you want to see after they get an offensive rebound in order for you guys to defend better, if anything? Yeah, it, it, if you give up the offensive rebound, it's it's hard to have like a scheme or a plan for what to do there. Um, especially a team like that, there, you know, Looney is has done such a good job in that area um, of rebounding and then. You know, either kicking out or scoring himself. You know, he had seven of their 16 offensive rebounds by himself. So, um, again, it really just comes down to, you know, the secondary helper getting in and rebounding. The first guy goes to challenge the shot. The second person has to get into the legs of the big and try to scrap out some of those rebounds. Um, in some of those moments, you're undersized, but no one cares. You know, you have to try to fight and claw and tip it out. Um, but when you play a team like the Warriors that spreads you out so well, that second defender is usually pretty far away. Um, so you have to cover a lot of ground. Uh, they put you in tough spots in that way. And, you know, Looney has done such a great job the last couple of years in that area. Uh, puts a lot of pressure on your defense. Coach, the transition defense is probably a product of, like you said, missing your own three-pointers. Mm -hmm. Were you okay with it? And did you think you kind of got better as the game went on? Uh... You know, I'll have to watch the film to see if, if it got better as the game went on. Um, you know, overall, no, I'm not happy with it, but it's it's tough because of how many shots we'd missed from three. Um, you know, Golden State is, is one of the best teams, you know, ever playing with numbers in transition, and uh, they do such a great job of locating their shooters, and tonight it felt like they made every one of them. Um, you know, it's an area that has been a huge focus for us. Um, it's an area that will continue to be a huge focus for us. But, um, you know, 33 missed threes, that's a lot of opportunities for them to get out and run. So I'll have to go back and watch them. Um, obviously, the ones after made baskets are always going to be the ones that, that bother us more than the ones after misses. Um, you know, you score a bucket, you have to get back and get matched up. And um, a lot of teams in the NBA are trying to sort of emulate things the Warriors have done for years, which is get the ball out of the net quick and race it up the court. Um, Draymond Green has been one of the best players at that, um, you know, in, in recent memory. So it's an area that we're going to continue to hammer home. And, um, you know, I, I definitely think that our team will respond.
You played Nikhil 30 minutes tonight. What did you see from him? I thought Nikhil was unbelievable. Um, his defense, getting over screens, using his length, being disruptive. Um, I really think that Nikhil is the player that turned the game for us and kept us in the game. Um, he came in, his defensive energy, getting the ball to the paint and moving it to his teammates. Um, you know, he, he really did a marvelous job, um, you know, keeping us keeping us in the game and sort of helping us get back to what we wanted to do. Um, he's shown a knack on the defensive end for not getting screened. Um, did a great job of mixing going under and over on some of the stuff with Clay Thompson. So um, really, really happy with the way he played tonight. I thought he represented himself great. All right, Kevin, the mic is yours. I'm not even going to say anything. Go for it. (laughs) First off, man, where do those guys in the interview come up with those questions? I feel like (laughs) they all just ask the same damn question over and over again. And coach is like, yeah, I just said that. Like, why are you just rephrasing it? So dumb. Um, And then what I was trying to say is, like, I think the Jazz team played well, and I think this is who they are. Like, I've been trying to say all season long, like, they took the the league by storm because they brought in a new system, they played really hard, and no one expected them. And now that people are starting to figure out Will's system and figure out these players and learn how to guard them, this is what this team always was. Um, And I think think it was – is it Amar, Amarni, Amari posted that picture in the chat about how we have one of the worst combined defense and offensive efficiencies in the league. And, you know, we've got five games this season that we've, we've won by less than two points. If any of those other games go the other way, we're under 500. So, I, I mean, they played hard tonight. I don't, I don't think anyone was laser except for Vander. Vandy, I, I can't stand him right now because I think he's playing lazy. Me too. Other than him, I think everybody played hard. Um, Golden State did a really good job closing out on the three. Um, there was very few uncontested three-pointers. Um, they're just really good at that. Um, but, I mean, I think this is who we are. I mean, I, I don't think we're a top 10 team in the NBA. I think we're a middle of the pack. I don't think we're a bottom 10 and I don't think we're a top 10. Um, but I actually enjoyed the game because I saw a lot of players who haven't had minutes like like Naw really getting in there, playing hard, getting some steals on defense. Um, we got back to getting Laurie his, his touches. He got his shots up tonight, which was good. Um, and then to your Jordan Clarkston, this is who he was all of last season. I don't know why this surprises you. You know, I know he got a little hot the first 15 games of the season, but, but this is who he was all last season. And I just, I don't know, I guess I'm just not surprised. Yeah, uh, as far as Clarkson, like, there had, I think he's been struggling as far as what his role was last year. And, and we kind of spoke about this last time where he's better not handling the ball and moving without the ball and then catching and shooting. I mean, he went zero for seven from three-point line tonight. That, that's not him. But also, he makes up for it with 10 assists, which was not him last year either. So I think he's developing his game. But I'm with you. Nah was nice to see play. Um, There's a few comments on here, and one was about Nah. Calvin Howard says he legit had a double-double with assist and shot 50% from the field. You can't live off the plus-minus statistics, especially when all of his plus-minus is literally from the first quarter. It was his penetrating and getting into the paint and pass us that got us back in it. Um, are you talking about who are you talking about? Sexton or Olenek? Because Olenek doesn't really penetrate. Uh, let me know. Next one was by Calvin as well. I always give JC hell, but he has he has been way better this year. He has been better in certain parts. I think he's been asked to do more this year. So in that sense, yeah, he has been better. He's he's doing much better with distributing the ball. Calvin also says THT and JC are the only players with positive net rating since 
Washington loss. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, Utah as he already left. <laughs> I guess it was taking too long for him to talk. He says Alexander Walker was not it. Yeah, he's not it. Like he's not the guy, but it was nice to see him have a good game. Um, especially with the eight points, the steals, the rebounds. I mean, he was the better player over THT tonight. And deservedly uh, got that finish and those minutes. Dallin says, Jazz shot 25% from three and only had 28 assists. Didn't hit magic number of 30. Yeah, um, 30 was the magic, the, the, the magic number for the Jazz. And obviously, the Warriors are the number one team in the league for assists. They had 33. Um, the big thing that stood out, though, was we had less turnovers than them. They, they had 19 turnovers, and we had 13 but they scored 22 points off of our turnovers and we only scored 10. So when a team, I mean, there was one where Markinen had a dunk, but we've got to be able to capitalize when we get turnovers, we've got to be able to capitalize on the other end. And maybe those didn't lead to fast breaks. Maybe it was like throwing the ball out of bounds, but for them to have 19 turnovers and we only scored 10 points off of that, that's a huge uh, discrepancy or, or uh, not discrepancy, but uh, difference is the word I'm looking for with them scoring 22. I mean, we did, I thought we did fairly well with turnovers for the most part since we averaged 15. Armani says, can't hear you. Sorry, I fixed it. And Calvin says, benched as far as JC. Yeah, I, I thought JC should have been benched at certain times, not the whole game, but um, I felt like there was other players that might have been able to help us finishing, uh, possibly um, Beasley with his shooting. I thought Beasley played good defense tonight. Beasley shot better uh, from the three-point line, not necessarily. Beasley had a miserable night from the field, 28%, 4 for 14 but I felt like Beasley was doing other things that uh, gave him reason to be in the game over Jordan Clarkson. So we've got another. Oh, they already left, too. I had another new listener that wanted to talk. But uh, does anybody else want to chime in? We've got another request. Armani, our man, the mic is yours. Go ahead. He's probably going to say, get Lowry the damn ball. You got to unmute yourself. Oh, that's definitely one thing that definitely needs <laughs> to happen. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what else um, you got? I feel like... um, I feel like... I don't know how I feel about Colin Sexton. I'm so wishy-washy with him. It's like... He, He's solid. I, I think that's really, really what it comes down to me is that he's just solid. I don't think he can like really add too much. I think he's just like a decent guy. Like he can go get you twenty four. Don't don't get me wrong, but it's like I'm, I'm talking about the complete impact of the game. I think his impact comes better off the bench, but as a starter, it's just like eh, it's too much pressure for him. Yeah, I think I think there's a spot for Colin on this team. Um, as far as a starter, I don't think that he's developed fully as a player yet. He's super. Yeah, like just just he really only really played about three seasons. Really. Yeah, his IQ just isn't there yet, and I I mean the last two games has given me hope that he he'll figure it out. It might take uh, longer than other guys. As far as a starter, I think he'd be a killer backup point guard. Um, yeah, I think I our. Think a, I think he's a uh, a top tier back backup point guard. Yeah, because he's he's like an energy guy, right? He he's like a. He's an energy guy. He's an energy guy. I feel like him and Vando. Whatever. I don't. I don't even want to start with Vando. Vando just gets on my nerves. <laughs> but um, I feel like both of them would do great off off of the bench. I feel like. The most optimal lineup that we could run right now, um, with the given circumstances that we do have, would be, I guess, Sexton, Jordan. Well, no, I, you know what? Actually, I would really want to say 
Jordan Clarkson at the one as much. It's just like, why not? Eh. Um, Jordan Clarkson at the one so he can just uh, control the pace of the game. You have, uh, I would have Beasley at the two. I would have Lowry at the three. Um, Kelly O at the four. And um, Walker Kessler at the five. And just create re- rotations off of that. I don't like that Noah had played 30 minutes over Beasley playing um, 20. I understand it, though, because of the defense, you know, some of the um, defensive pressure that Noah's bringing, but at the same time, well, no, actually, I really understand it because, um, kind of like, Beasley was kind of off, but at the same time, he had five steals. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, eh. Yeah, I, I think you kind of got to leave Beasley in because it's, it's like, Clarkson or you know any shooter can get hot at any moment um and I don't know I I agree with you I think that maybe uh Nas should have got the 20 and Malik get the 30 but I I think if I if I were coach because I feel like I feel like Beasley would have gave us two more threes yeah 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 and I don't think we I mean the tough thing with the Golden State Warriors they've got they're a tough match for us right now. Well, currently, yeah, they're, they're, they're a tough match for us. We, 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 I don't know if we lead the league, but we're in the top five in the in the league and uh, um, allowing threes. The allowing threes against the Golden State is just like okay. Yeah, uh, we was going to we, were, we we were bound to get sprayed. I just, like I had said in the um in the um in a Twitter thread, um, if we didn't shoot forty percent from the three, we yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and we shot what twenty four percent. You got Andrew Wiggins drops twenty, Draymond drops thirteen, Looney drops ten, Thompson twenty, yeah. Curry thirty three, Poole nineteen. I mean, it's just you know, anytime we made an adjustment that that kind of started working, it felt like a you know Kerr made another adjustment, and it was just too hard for us. Yeah, this is championship basketball, and the thing was that they came out with championship championship energy at the beginning of the game. Yeah, it felt like it, like I'm like wow, like I'm I'm watching the game from the beginning. I'm just like, why are they playing this so hard? <laughs> so hard. Like I like I understand. Yeah, we, it's the NBA. We want the players to actually play hard, but this felt like a like a game to make a statement. Well, and they they coming into this game they had a they had a losing record. So I mean they're trying to get back on the winning ways, and I would never count the Golden State Warriors out. But um, it just felt like we were reacting to everything that they were doing. We really did come out and lost yeah, it in that. Too, too many, too many young players, too many people who don't really have too much experience. Um, playing against a team that executes the way that Golden State does. Yeah. See, because we, we're about causing um, chaos and mayhem on the court, they're not going to do that too much. They're, we're not going to push them off of their pivot too much. We're not, like, they, they've been to the finals. You know, their core have been to the finals four times. Well, no, was it six, six? About six times, right? Yeah, six times. Their core has been. So it was just like, eh. Yeah. They just came off the championship run. It's just, we played a great game for a team that had no business being in the game with them. Yeah, and I mean that's defending champions. You gotta respect them at all times. Honestly, they may have bit just been bored in the beginning of the season. They also have Divi- or uh, Dante Divincenzo. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. he he's a good pickup for them because that was a great pickup. Yeah, he only and Michael Green too. Yeah, he only yeah Michael Green had a couple dunks on Kessler. Yeah, uh, they brought him in for only nine minutes, but he was, was super like, oh, effective. Yeah, that 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 threw. I, I seen Walker's like confidence go down a little bit, and then he um started like once that happened, I seen his confidence go down, and um he started to look a little lost on the court. It's okay. It's like I, I'm not mad at him. It, it's a lot going on, especially the motion offense that they run. It's a lot going on. Like he's. It's a lot for him to process as a drop big, yeah. Especially a rookie, so it was just like, yeah. They was going to pick at him the entire game. Um, I just feel like um, I think we we need some sets. Yeah, this, it, it's and, sets, and, and those sets be um, whether it's a set or there's a certain um motion that gets activated via being in certain spots might kindly get us into those um sets or plays or however you want to um, call it um, that give us a little bit more f- a success of just slowing down the game for a little bit just to you know just to um, 
we create the pace for ourselves and we didn't have we don't have that because Mike Conley is gone and I just feel like somebody needs to be able to figure that out because there's certain plays where um you know of course Lowry needs the ball but um JC is kind of out of whack yeah for sure he's he's kinda, he's kind of out of whack right now he's not pulling as many as many threes as he would and I'm assuming that's because he's like taking the responsibilities of trying to control the game but um Sometimes he's overforcing him driving, and then it puts him to bad positions. And you can't do that right now because we don't have so many people could bail us out um, as of right now because Mike Conley is gone and um, Beasley is not as sharp as he is, as he was the entire season right now. And um, yeah, I, I just think we just this 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 I would take this I would take this loss with a grain of salt and just understanding that we um. We put up a great fight against the championship team, and we most definitely shouldn't have been in that game, and we were. So that tells us that that that, that kind of gives us a um, a silver lining to understand that we do have potential to be an extremely tough team. I think we do need a trade. I just don't know the, the exact type of player that we need for the system. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing, Armani. I I uh, I agree. There was multiple times this team could have given up, and um, I was like, oh man, this game's over. But there's multiple times where they keep you engaged and excited just because they're working so hard. Um, I want to give time to Dallin to speak in NBA Jazz Chat. So if you guys request, I'm going to throw this other stat out at you. Uh, if you have something else to talk about, you can, but I want to throw this out. There were only four players in the plus on the plus minus. And Lowry Markinen obviously leads us in 12. Uh, the other one's Colin Sexton at two, and the other two are Walker Kessler and Nikhil Alexander Walker. They were both at two. So um, as far as Jordan Clarkson struggling, I, like my favorite lineup is THT or Sexton at the point, depending on what matchups there are or who's playing good. And then you go Clarkson and Beasley as your shooters and defenders and energy guys. And then Lowry and and Walker Kessler, like that would be my starting lineup. And then uh, plug and play with the other players: Olenek, Vanderbilt coming off the bench. Um, who else? Yeah, those are the main two. And I just think you kind of play around with the second unit depending on who's playing good. But uh, I'm gonna pass the the mic over to Dell and let me accept your request. Go ahead, man. You there? Yeah, I'm okay. here. Sorry. <laughs> um, I that was yeah. I, I to Marnie's credit, um, was playing a really good team, and they're defending champions for a reason. Um, but I I, I feel like THT kind of feels slighted about not getting the starting position over Sexton because he was playing better before uh, Mike went out. And so maybe he feels like he should probably be getting those minutes. Uh, starting means a lot to younger players. Um, I think that THT and Nah um, get us in our sets better. If we, you know, if you want to call it sets, I guess to some of us that we don't run any sets, but um I just feel like our offense flows with them running the offense better. Um, I do agree. Colin Sexton, I've said this multiple times, he's a good change of place player, and I think he would be great. A uh, sixth guy off the bench or just another guy to come and give you energy off the bench. But, yeah, just a tough loss. But, uh, you know, we, could, we got to forget about this one and turn around and go to play in Phoenix tomorrow. So. Phoenix, baby. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, as far as THT and Sexton, uh, and even Nikhil Alexander-Walker tonight, I think it kind of makes sense with what Coach did as far as THT because th these guys play fast. And uh, Sexton and Nah are a little bit quicker defensively, but also push the pace. Um, so I think a lot of the time it's, it's matchups for Coach with THT and Sexton. Um, I don't know. Like, I just say that the guys see Sexton get the ball and they're just like, oh shit, here we go. 
like what's going to happen this time. I do understand like last game it, it was he was in control better and slowed down and passed the ball and he, he did well to, that well tonight too but I just feel like they're just not as confident with him running the offense. Yeah. Yeah and uh I don't know what what the coaching staff sees differently maybe maybe they're just having them fight back and forth for the position and and that could be part of the development process to get these guys to compete. Um, I think it's a good tactic, you know, give one guy a lot of minutes and then if another yeah, guy's uh, rolling, just let him go. And they were used to Mike. Mike's not like the fastest player either. So that's why I just figured that if THT, he's basically runs about the same pace as Mike. That's the only reason why I say that as far as him running the offenses opposed to Colin because Colin, like everybody said, he's a change of pace player. So. Yeah, yeah, and I I I like both of them, especially with the last two games from Colin, Taylor Horton Tucker shown that you know he can handle the offense and with bigger guards like Luca can guard them. Um, so I I honestly think it'll come down to matchups a lot of the time, um, or who who might be rolling. Um, but Sexton's been proving, and and tonight was even. I know he had twelve assists last game, but tonight. I felt like he looked for the pass, but also was looking to score still, where he wasn't just looking to pass all the time, and he was he was making better reads. So uh, I'm I'm excited for Sexton to keep going, and I think he could be a great player, especially if he can develop that passing. I think he's a hell of a defender if if he learns how to uh, kind of harness his energy and not just foul when he gets hyped up. Or the crowd's hyped up. Um, the the other thing that I noticed is, you know, like Malik Beasley had a big night last night in Sexton, and then Malik Beasley didn't have one. And so it's like these guys just can't – they haven't quite figured out how to all have a good game together or collectively. Well, I take that back. We, we were having good games together. That's why we were, we were winning uh, earlier. Um, but these last few, you know, we've we've dropped, what, six out of the last eight games. So – Obviously, some of that's Mike being out, but um, you know, they're, these guys are learning different roles than they were playing before, and it's going to take time. So I'm not totally upset at the loss. Um, I just, I, I, I really feel like our team is better with Walker Kessler on the floor. You know what I, I was noticing in this game, and, and I give all the credit to to Golden State, but. Man, their defense is so much better yeah. than you think it is. Every time that they should have gone under the screen, they did. And every time they should have switched on the screen, they did. Like, like our guys just weren't open on the perimeter like they're used to, used to being. Like, um, the that one night where Beasley went like seven for nine mm-hmm. uh, from three-pointer, I forget which team it was, but they went over the screen every single time. And that's how he got every single one of his wide open looks and it was just like magic but man golden state they just they they, they know when to switch and they can switch so well like they got two or three guys that can guard three or more positions and and they're just a, they're just a championship team and they and they brought it tonight like i think you know they said well the jazz is who's everybody's been talking about they're the big surprise of the league and we're going to go punch them in the mouth and we're going to show the league who really is the number 1 team in the West, I mean, damn, be the records. Like, I think they came out to make a point. Like, we're the best team in the West. Like, the Jazz are just pretenders as far as they're concerned. Um, and the other point I want to make is, they only went to the free throw line six times. They only wow. had one guy wow. shoot more than one free throw. Yeah, that's crazy. And they only missed one free throw. Yeah. Jordan Poole was the only person that got a two-shot free throw. Every other one was an and one. Wow. Like, like, what does that say about our team? Like, yeah, we're not like, very tough. <laughs> like, I know they're take, I know they're a jump, they're a jump shot team, so they're taking a lot of jumpers. They're not taking it to the hoop. But even when they were taking it to the hoop, like, we weren't, we weren't putting a body on them. And we need I need to put somebody on their ass. Is what we need. Yeah, to do. yeah, yeah. Like, like, like Amari said, like. 
um, Kessler got beat two or three times, and all of a sudden he was doing pirouettes in the paint. He had no idea where he was at. <laughs> like, he, I mean, there was a couple times he was just like looking around, like, who am I supposed to guard? Like, the, the game was moving too fast for him. Yeah. And I love Kessler, and I really hope that they, that coach is smart enough to protect Kessler because I don't think nights like tonight are good for him in his psyche. Because I think he probably walked away from this game feeling pretty overwhelmed. Like, okay, you know, this league is really good. And I think there's other nights that he walks away with five, six blocks and he's like, okay, I can play in this league. And I just think Will, Will does a really good job, I think, of protecting his young players. And I think he's smart like that. And I know we all love Kessler, but I don't think we would love Kessler as much if he played 30 minutes a game. I really don't. I would disagree. I'm glad you brought up defense because um, that was one thing I did notice with Golden State. Like, they've got all these shooters, but the difference between them and us, like, we've got shooters too, but their their defense is, like, up in your face, fighting over or under screens. Uh, they, They do a really good job with that. I think as far as Walker Kessler, it's like, I think he knows he belongs in the league. The Jazz showed a stat the other day of rookies and he ranks up with some of the the best uh rookies all time as far as blocks with Mark Eaton and Rudy Gobert. I believe he was above Rudy Gobert. He had another, let's see, three blocks tonight. He had five blocks the night before. And so I get why you would want to protect him, but I don't think he's one of those players that would just crumble and die because his confidence isn't there like I think he's smart enough and has a head on his shoulders where yeah it might hurt in the beginning or he might not get it right away or do pirouettes or get lost but he's smart he has the IQ whereas go to Vanderbilt I just I literally don't think Vanderbilt has the IQ I I just I don't think you can coach him hard enough to ever get the IQ of what to do. I, I, I totally agree with that 100%. Um, my one thing with him, and, and I think blocks are great and all that, but one thing I was particularly watching tonight is how many offensive rebounds Golden State got because Kessler was trying to block the ball. And every single time he went for a block and he didn't get a block, they got an offensive rebound. Like, like you have to be smart. Like, like you can't just go for a block every single time because yeah. when you do, you put yourself out of position for the rebound. I mean, he's averaging just barely over five rebounds a game and in, in, in 15, 16 minutes a game. And so, I mean, I love blocks and all that and they're great, but I would personally, I would take a guy who can put up 10 defensive rebounds a game and one block a game Versus a guy who can do three blocks a game and five rebounds a game. That's just me personally. Like he, he's got to he's got to figure that out because it's great to block, it's fancy, but but that's the thing is like when you block the ball, how many times does he block the ball and the other team still gets the ball back? I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't say that's necessarily all upon Walker because the rest of the team does not box out. So how much like how much blame can we really put on somebody who's protecting the rim? He's de- not not only is he protecting the rim via blocks, but he's a deterrent. There's a lot of there's a lot of um extra passing that happens because Walker Kessler is there. Um, but I don't I can't necessarily just blame the offensive rebounding on him because there's a lot of the times when he's in the game and he's dominating dominating on the defensive rebounding in the spurts of the minutes that he gets to play. So I can't necessarily blame him for that. Yeah. And I, and I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. The rest of our team is really bad at boxing out. You, you nailed that, that perfectly. Like, I couldn't have said it better. Like, they have no desire to get a rebound outside of Vanderbilt, and he just gets rebounds because he runs in there recklessly and tries to grab the ball. Like, he ain't boxing out. He's just trying to jump over people, and, you know, hopefully he doesn't get an over the back like he does every single game. Well, and I I feel like Kessler just affects the game more. Um, Like, there was a play even where Draymond Green was, you know, nobody ever boxes Vanderbilt out because he he honestly doesn't crack. Like, Vanderbilt should be just averaging 
20 rebounds a game, in my opinion. He's athletic and a freak like that, and if he understood how to box out and rebound. But even some of uh, Vanderbilt's rebounds tonight just kind of came to him. Like, no one was even around him. So um, there was one play where Draymond boxed Kessler all the way underneath the basket to the baseline, and Kessler was still able to, like, reach over and almost tip the ball. And so there's just plays like that where I think he opens things up. He He's more of an offensive threat in the post. You could throw it into him, and he, he can score o- over almost anyone with his footwork or dunk it on them. But then offensively, I feel like he opens our shooters a little bit more because people are worried about him in the middle, and so they suck into either help and he can kick it. Um, but even defensively, like, just just – Vanderbilt is always out of position when he is not on the ball. He he's never in help position ever, 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 and he just I don't think he gets that part of it. And uh, Elise Kessler is longer and bigger. And personally, if it if it comes down to it, I would rather watch Kessler play than watch Vanderbilt play, unless Vanderbilt plays like he did the first I don't know five six games because. Like, he showed us what he had, and I think we're all really disappointed in Vanderbilt because, frankly, he's lazy, in my opinion. Or or he's got to be really hurt, but I can't, I can't say that he's hurt. Shout out uh, Los Utah Jazz. Uh, I think that's the one that Bowler was talking about on the broadcast. They have a picture of the Uruguay. Hey. Uh, yeah. I know that you've been paying attention to the uh, – the uh, World Cup I've been trying, but I, I watched a little bit of the U.S. men's against England day and just the 0-0 score is like, man. Uh, Group stage, just wait until the next round, then you get shootouts every time. Yeah, it's die, like so. baseball. The only yeah. time I ever watch baseball is the playoffs. <laughs> uh, we got a few more comments. Uh, one, one thing I do want to, I, I do, I, I was very interested in, one, I don't understand why Fontecchio did not get minutes. Yeah, this is the perfect game for Fontecchio for to be playing, especially with the the pace that he likes to play. He plays an extremely fast game, and he hustles a lot on defense. Whether he's a great defender, or, you know, a decent defender or not, that's not the question. He actually puts a lot of effort on the defensive end, and he could open the game up a little bit more for for us just being on the court because. The scouting report will be he will he will shoot. If he touches the ball, he will shoot. Um, one other thing is that I feel like um, I think Vanderbilt's minutes. I think Vanderbilt and uh, and Walker should play the same exact minutes. Whatever that marker you would like to call it, whether that be twenty to twenty five minutes a game, I feel like they both should be playing the same exact amount of minutes. Yeah, I think something has to be done with Vanderbilt. Like, cut his minutes to to possibly motivate him or something. I almost felt like Coach's comments uh, tonight in the postgame felt like they were trying to make Vanderbilt a Draymond Green because he, he mentioned, yeah, Draymond, you know, he'll rebound, he'll push the, the floor. And in another interview with Coach, he said, yeah, we, we ask a lot of Vanderbilt. You know, we ask him to push up the floor. We ask him to look for holes at defenses. We ask him to guard the best player. We ask him to to score. And it's like... He has the ability. He, he Yeah, we, athletically, we've seen, we've yes. Seen it, we've seen everything in sports where, he's, where, he, where he pushes the ball up the court. He makes a great pass. But then we see another, another time he would take the ball up... And he just makes an errant charge at the rim and then try to kick out. It's, it's, it's a turnover happens or he gets a charge. I think he just needs to slow the game down for himself. And one thing, you know, um, I feel like he has an offensive package that he doesn't even attempt to, to use. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Because he was I've at one point. moves throughout the season. But the, there was a one shot that I saw. What was it at the end of the second? quarter? Yeah, he made yeah, one tonight. At the end of the second quarter, he made that 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 little fade, that little um spin fade away. Yeah, and then um, I think he he can attack the rim. He just doesn't do it enough. And when he does attack the rim, he he attacks the rim without the intent to actually score. He he 
He tries to draw a foul instead. He doesn't go off strong. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I, like he's got it, and even it, even his shot uh, isn't. It doesn't look that bad. Like his follow through and setup and everything. He was shooting fifty percent from the three point line at one point during the season, but. And me and Down have hit on this a little. I don't know if he can dribble really hard, or he, it's almost like he's Ben Simmons, like too much in his head. And uh, if he just went to the basket and tried to dunk it every time, I I mean he's six nine and his his wingspan is longer than that. Uh, the the he dude would add so much more to the offense if he actually just attacked the rim to score. Yeah, which I, so I much I'm not buying sense. that he can't dribble either because he'll bring he'll run the the break sometimes as well, and so yeah, it's almost like if he he could just be honest for a second and get that confidence. It's it, it, it he has that type of game, not to compare him to Giannis, but he has that type of game specifically in a half court where it's more like a he's he has a glue guy type of offense with. I, you know, I can I can be a cutter man. I can be the pick and roll guy. I can bring the ball up the court. I can pass it off. He he has a lot to his game, but it's nothing polished. There's yeah. nothing polished about his game. But I think a part of it is the fact that he wasn't allowed to do these things, and they seen him do it in and within the, the the summer runs, um, you know, training camp and all that. And he looks good, but it's it's just it's boneheaded a lot of times. I don't know if he's I can't say if he is or is not a core piece of this team, but he is 23 years old. I can't shoot him out just like that, just yeah. this early when he has a lot to his game. He could defend um, the one through five. I'm not gonna say he could defend five. Great, but he could he could defend the one through five. Uh, I think you muted yourself. Oh, Lo- Lo- Los Jazz is wanting to talk. Uh, just to hit on what Armani said, maybe he's... Oh, no, he's here. Um, the, the, oh, yeah, no, I got a phone call. Okay. The the thing that uh, I have a hard time with with Vanderbilt is we saw it in those first five, six games. We know he has a motor, so if you don't... You know, he has the athletic ability and is gifted that way. If he doesn't have the IQ, then at least work hard and uh, and good stuff will happen for you. And that's the hardest thing with me is he just is not working as hard as he, he did. And I think that's what was happening good for him is just, look, you might not be in the right spot. And it's even like with Kessler, you might make mistakes or be in the right wrong spot. But if you don't work hard and, and are willing to make those mistakes, like how is coach ever supposed to teach you where to be at if you're just always in the wrong spot and not trying hard? Like we don't, we just think that you don't know where to be or you don't know what to do. Um, do you feel like yeah, Do you feel like um, it's actually him not playing hard or him playing scared? Because when I watch it, I think he just um, because how it was at the early beginning of the season where there's so many fouls being called on him and Kelly O. Yeah, yeah. That he maybe just lost confidence in trying to play that hard that he was playing before. Yeah, you could be right. He, he hasn't he hasn't been uh, uh, like uh, um, accumulating the amount of fouls that he was doing at the be- that he were at, was at the beginning of the season. But at the same time, it's like, eh, like maybe you should play that hard. Yeah, you could be right. His body language just looks really awkward lately, and that's a good point. It's more like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's a good point because um, I'd rather have the Vanderbilt that played hard and fouls out. (laughs) I just think he affected the game way more that way, and and now it's just kind of a whole, like, just he's he's just a body out there just walking around. Um, I'm going to let Los Utah Jazz hand the mic over because i think you've had this requested for a while so it is your turn go ahead you gotta unmute yourself if you're talking there you go hey guys how's it going what's up man uh nothing not much it's uh almost three o'clock uh here in uruguay you're crazy uh, 
Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I've, been, I've been I've been following the the jazz uh, overnight like uh, since about like six seven years from now. Uh, I'm used to no not having a good night's sleep in in the whole regular season. Let's not talk about the playoff, of course. I've had like <laughs> several nights, about like three, four hours uh, tops uh, sleep. Uh, I'm not the best worker. Uh, <laughs> next day, this is a true fan. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I've, I've been, I've been compromising everything uh, because of the the jazz. Uh, I'm, I'm sure sorry they haven't put a good product out lately. So. No, nah, it's okay. It's okay. I, I'm sure you guys, you guys understand. Um, I mean, uh, like Will, like do... Will Smith says, "Love will make you do crazy things." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Keep keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, guys, uh, as as you probably know already, we had the the barbecue, the annual barbecue today, so we're not too much uh, too too concerned about this loss. Uh, we we had. Uh, a, a really good celebration tonight. Uh, we 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 had some some beer. We had a really good steak. Uh, we debate about if uh, whether the the jazz should tank or not. So uh, we took this last uh, really really uh, in a, in a chill way. No, not too much trouble for us tonight. What, what is your guys' overwhelming uh, consensus? Should we tank or should we not? And you're. Uh, I mean, we, we, we overall think that we're in a really, really awesome position here because we're considering like we're uh, in the top places of, the, of a very, very, uh, um, I mean, really, really uh, even West Conference. And considering we have three uh, first round picks for this draft and we already have like I don't know, like maybe nine, ten picks uh, from uh, several uh, future picks, uh, draft picks. Uh, I mean, for the next four or five years. I mean, it's it's really reassuring if you're a, if you're a Jazz fans, like not to to have a, a really good present, but to have a really really nice future. Uh, I think we should give some credit to to Danny Ainge, of course. Uh, I I'm really not enjoying losing uh, the way we are losing right now, because I think we we need to to get really really better in in some things like maybe like transitions defense or or maybe like guarding Stephen Curry. Yes, we we should guard uh, a guy like Stephen Curry. Um, but yeah, I mean overall we're I mean we're like. 12-9, I think. Uh, we're, we're, we're pretty good. I mean, if anyone uh, said to you guys, like, hey, we, we, we were going to start, like, this team is going to start, like, the the season 12-9, I mean, I would sign that, of course, in a heartbeat. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys would sign that, but I, I would definitely be be really, really uh, happy with, with that yeah, uh, some of us would want to be Owen twenty one, but you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> choosers. Yeah, good, yeah. good. Kevin would want to be Owen twenty one, but that's a good point that you make because, um, as you were saying that we we really are in a great position because we're not so bad like the Houston Rockets where it's like, man, this is going to take years, right? The things that we're on here complaining about, I think, is because we were winning and we still want to win. It's natural to want to win. But uh, to your point, you know, we've got three draft picks and and these holes that we have in the team right now may be solved from draft picks or trades or whatever goes on during this offseason. If it's anything like last offseason, uh, we're in a fantastic spot. So it, it, uh, it does make these losses a little easier to bear. And like you said, we're competing. We're not just totally laying down. So once we do get these pieces, it's not going to be from ground zero. We've, we've got pieces in Lowry, Sexton, THT, possibly, um, Kessler. I, I, I feel like Beasley is going to be a piece of this team moving forward and maybe they won't be, but, uh, they're assets that are, are going to get us to that point. So I'm glad you brought that up and, uh, maybe it's just us Americans that are, are greedy and, and want to win everything right now. 
Yeah, exactly. And plus, you, you know, you know what? Uh, I've, I've been I've been analyzing this like uh, for these past few weeks. Uh, I think the the last season Jazz uh, problems were like that obvious uh, that uh, just watching pl the, these guys play right now. Uh, not having these obvious, uh, you know, problems and troubles that the, the 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 previous the former Jazz team had, uh, I think we're like uh, accepting that this team might not win every single game, but we'll take it. You know, like yeah. you know what I mean. It's like uh, I mean we're not playing hero ball like the whole fourth quarter. And we're playing some defense, like as we we should have played some defense uh, last season. So it's like the, the the problems that that we had last season were so so obvious that this season is like okay, maybe we should be more patient with these guys as they're losing. Yeah, of course they have some trouble, of course, but they're showing us that they are. Uh, acknowledging that problems and they are trying their best to you know to overcome that issues they had and i think will hardy and the guys are doing their best they can of course we we, we do not have like the the best roster uh in the in the west but we're, we're trying uh, our best i mean we had this incredible start uh, hey, your picture's that. on TV right now. I'm looking at it. Family's getting bigger and we couldn't be happier. Third annual jazz barbecue in Uruguay. Love is worldwide. I see your picture. <laughs> Sorry, I had to interrupt you. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so happy, man. I'm, I'm at home right now. I'm about to, to go to sleep. I mean, uh, hearing those words is like like gold to me. I mean, uh, the, the only thing I want is like to to uh, join the, the whole Latin America or maybe Spanish-speaking fans together, uh, maybe get a job as a, a, a representative fella of the, you know, the, the jazz, uh, the Spanish-speaking jazz uh, Latin American community would be, like, so, so awesome. So uh, uh, you might, yeah. my wife actually works every home game at the arena, and she speaks Spanish, so... Uh, if you have any ideas or need anything, hit me up and maybe we could get together and work something out. Oh, it will be, it will be so awesome. I, I mean, I, I, I went to Utah like, uh, maybe five, uh, four, four months ago, uh, for the first time in my life, I'm 25 right now. Uh, I, I've always had the, the dream to, to go to Utah to, to experience like a, a home game like live. Um, uh, unfortunately I went to, I went to the, to the playoff series with Dallas. <laughs> so it wasn't a great experience for me. Yeah. Overall, but, <laughs> but yeah I, I mean, I, I was, I was in the arena, uh, on the, the, the game with the alley-oop from Mitchell to Gobert. So, so yeah, I experienced one of the most amazing moments, uh, of the last 20 years, uh, in the jazz organization. So, so yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I, I touched, uh, the heaven with my hands, uh, as we say here. <laughs> so I, I can't, I can't complain. And, and, and I mean, if, if I had to wish for, for one thing right now, it would be like to be there maybe in the all-star game to see Larry Markkinen go wild in Salt Lake city. Uh, or, or maybe yeah, to to live there uh, to experience some home games, some other home games, to to follow the jazz and maybe to to work with the organization, uh, to to provide some content with um, you know maybe Spanish speaking fans or or some Spanish speaking experiences for for those who who cannot understand English to to still be be uh, part of this uh, amazing passion that we we all share. Yeah, yeah, I think it's awesome because we've had listeners from all over the world. A lot of them are from Finland because obviously Lowry Markkinen. Yeah, um, sure. Yep, yep. And then I think Germany and France were right behind. But even you guys like Uruguay, it's really cool what technology could do to bring fans together from all over the world. So if you ever are in Utah again, hit us up because my wife knows a lot of people at the arena. Um, I'm sure we could get you tickets or if 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 the if we can't get you tickets I'm sure the jazz community can band together and get you guys some tickets as far as the all-star game I've wanted to go to that and 
uh, the tickets are crazy expensive. Yeah, like, man. What, what's going on with those prices, man? Holy <laughs> cow. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. Like, even Upper Bowl is like $1,000 a piece or something. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, that'd be a hard one to get to, but uh, it'd be fun. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this pretty soon here, uh, just because I need to go to bed, and I know that uh, you need to go to bed in Uruguay as well. But yeah. uh, wanted to hit on the Jazz stats or the standings real quick. I know that Sandy asked that in one of her comments. It looks like we've dropped to the sixth position. Technically, we're tied for the third with New Orleans. We're all a game and a half behind the Phoenix Suns. So three, four, five, six, uh, all got the same winning percentage. Well, no, we don't have the same winning percentage. Um, it says we're a game and a half behind Phoenix, one and a half. But Portland, Memphis, and Pelicans have a .579 winning percentage. We have .571. And then Sacramento's behind us in L.A. So... Um, you know, losing three games in a row with the, the, uh, after this Phoenix game, we have six home games in a row. Uh, feel like we should be able to catch up on those three losses. We're, we're still in the sixth position, which is amazing. Uh, if anyone would have, like you said, thought that in the beginning of the season, we would have signed up for it right away, especially knowing, you know, what our roster was and what happened losing our two, um, two major players and Gobert and, and Donovan Mitchell. So um appreciate you guys for listening. This is always a fantastic time. We do this every game. Uh, I, I did the game thread today, which I, I actually really liked um, because everybody can see our conversation instead of just being in the DMs. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. And then you can kind of comment on different things and it, it does little, little uh, like, I guess I want to say subreddits, but it's not a subreddit. It's like a subtweet. Yeah. So we'll, we'll probably, I'll probably create a game thread for each game so that we can kind of all just communicate and keep building the community. Um, even last game, you know, we've been on this losing streak. We're getting listeners downloading this every, every game and everything's growing. So uh, just keep it up and, uh, love building the jazz relationships and the jazz community. And like I said, it'd be fantastic if we somehow all went to a game and had our own little section. So uh, go jazz next game, I believe is Monday against Phoenix suns at Phoenix. And uh, we'll talk to you guys then. Good night.